Okay, we are in Sefer Nechemia, Perek Yud Gimel, Pasuk Chaf Gimel, Gamba Yomim Hain. So we have seen that Nechemia returned from a political mission in Bavel to find that the carefully scripted covenant uh, of Amuna was being more honored in its breach than in its observance. Everything had collapsed. Uh, the observance of Shabbos, Maser, um, people still running inside the temple who were totally unqualified. And now, of course, that age-old problem, intermarriage. Billy, before you go, how much time had elapsed between the covenant and this time period? Not long. It couldn't have been long. He was there maybe for two years, I think, three years in Marvel, uh on political errands. And yet, it was a total collapse. And so now he turns his attention after really trying to work out the questions of Maser, the observance of Shabbos. Now he turns his attention to intermarriage. Chof so now I come back and I see that the Jews are bringing in wives. Ashtodiot is a form from the Philistines. Ammoniot, Ammon, and Moaviot. They're bringing back these wives that they were told to send out. Uvenehem. <laughs> Very interesting observation. Uvenayim and the children of these unions, Chatsi Medaber Ashtodis, the Eno Makirim Ledaber Yehudis, half of them speak Ashtod. They take the religion of either the mother, the language of either the mother or the father. The Eno Makirim Ledaber Yehudis. They can't speak Hebrew. Either they have forgotten it, or say the Mephorshim, the Chalashon Amba Am. It's a jargon that is neither. It's a combination Hebrew with Ashtodis. They don't know their own language. They don't know the foreign language. It's a total mess. But Arivimo, I fought with them. But Alkalkalem, I cursed them. The Akemehem, I used physical force against them. Anoshim, these men. The Emrotem, Emrotem, I tore out their hair. And I had them swear an oath to the Kodesh Baruch I swore that they, I had them swear under violation that they would be severely punished if they continued giving their daughters to foreign men or their sons to foreign women or, interestingly, or took them themselves. Interestingly, none of these remedies, cursing, tearing their hair out, swearing them to an oath, is mandated diorisa. It's a Torah and none of it. But this teaches us that the people, the Anshe Knesset Hadola, if they felt there was that kind of an emergency, an Eishah, they could enact that kind of legislation, which is, goes way beyond anything the Torah prescribes. And he tries to reason with them, Nefemya. 
Hello, al Eilech Chatzoshlomo Melech Yisrael. Do you not realize that this is what Shlomo sinned, the foreign wives that he took? There was no king like Shlomo. But oh, he was beloved to his God. God installed him as king of all Israel. These foreign women, these non-Jewish women, made him sin. His heart followed them, we know. So, what? Yeah, you mean, did they really, well, they say that... Why reference Shlomo, Well, in any case, they say he may not have done it himself, but he did stand by and let, like, the uh, princess of uh, Egypt build her own temple yeah, in his back. Right, the point is, if Shlomo... Yeah, Shlomo's like the smartest man ever. If Shlomo he said, sin, he said, you have no chance. Yeah. That'll be a that is the next... That's reason for them to want to follow that. Yeah. No, no, the opposite is that if Shlomo couldn't couldn't manage marrying the foreign wife, how are you going to manage it? That's exactly the next puzzle. And you think that you, you're no Shlomo, put it that way. Do you think you are going to be able to withstand this? Of course not. And now he turns to the Kohanim, those terrible, awful Kohanim like the Yashiv and the influence that these people had in the Beis HaMikdash, um, like Tuvia HaMoni. He became a Mechutin, the Kohen Gadol, to Sanballat, who was the most evil man at the time. He was the one that undermined the entire building of the temple. He was the one that even used force of arms to prevent the Jews. And so you're saying that's what is allowed to corrupt uh, I sent him away from me. I, I chased him from our midst. Remember them, What they did to the covenant of the Kohanim and the Levim. And then what I did, I cleansed out the entire process. I cleansed those Kohanim who had succumbed to the, the tumult that they were subjected to. This is important. I now restored that entire order of Mishmarot. There were 24 Mishmarot. Each Kohen knew when he was on call. Each Levi knew his job. And there was none of the confusion. There was none of the... Um, Infiltration by terrible, terrible people. Now, interesting that we know that in the first temple there were people who lavishly donated to bringing the wood. This was no small matter. You did all those korbanos every day, there was a great deal of wood consumed. Somehow that fell off the donations. 
I reinstituted it. I saw to it that there was sufficient wood donated for the appropriate times. For I reinstated that the first fruits were to be brought in the temple. Now he says it again. This is how he ends. Zokro li elokai Latola. May the Kaddish Baruch Hu remember me for good. It's the third time he said it. He has also said previously in comparing his ethical standards and morality with those before him who were the leaders of Israel, and that would seem to incorporate and he compares himself more favorably, that would include Daniel and Ezra. He is saying that his morality exceeded them. For this, as we have said, he is grievously punished. And let's conclude with that. Let me read into also, the record. Why is that? I mean, his accomplishment, his best accomplishment, I, I reestablished the wood donations. I mean, I would say Torah institutions. It was, it know, was important. I said, it was important. He says donations. it everywhere. I, I, had a, I had a great, I had a great, uh, I had a great fundraiser. Therefore, you should have been. That's the Gemara again about this. That the three, the, the three families that donated to think. Yes, the three families. It's 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 cuts and Nachman ben Nachman ben Gurion, and the one that CVC, the one who gave with the wood, was Mishabeth most with the most. Yeah, it, it was very important. Sounds ah. like it would. Very important. Ah. Very important. Now, let's read into the record. Sanhedrin, Tzadi Gimel. Says the Gemara, Michti Kolmile de Ezra Nechemya ben Hachoya Amrinu. All the material contained in Ezra was authored by Nechemya. That's what the Gemara says. So if that's the case, my Tama lo ikri sifra al-shmei. Why is the book not named after Nehemiah? In other words, Ezra, why isn't it named after Nehemiah? Uh, because we, it isn't now. So, Omar Rebbe Yirmiyo Barabba. Mipnei shehev ziku tovo it wasn't named for Nehemiah because he took personal credit on himself for his achievements. Shenema Remember me, my God, for good. Yes, he did it, but there's no need to say, and Kodesh don't forget, it was I who did it. I get your mercy, I get your compassion. The Gemara points out, but wait a second, David Amela. Didn't he too do it? it says, When you favor your people, think of me uh, as having been part of the salvation. David was simply appealing for a form of divine mercy. You can't compare the two. Rav Yosef Omer is going to give another reason. Because he spoke with Gnai, disparagement of the earlier ones, the governors that had preceded him. These people before me, by taking the full measure of the tax they were allowed, which I didn't, uh, burdened the people uh, and took from them taxes in the form of bread, wine, shikolim. The Af al 
Daniel, who is greater than him by every standard, Daniel was greater than Nehemiah. He is saying, uh, Daniel took the money, took the living expense. I didn't. And that is why he loses the right to have the book of Nehemiah. I would just like to close with Rev Schwab, a brilliant commentary. Rev Schwab says, I wish I had it before I could read it verbatim. Rev Schwab says that yes, he was proud of what he did, Nehemiah. He felt a certain sense of accomplishment that was human. And the truth is, Chazal can say that. The Gemara has the right to say, look, maybe, but you don't have the right to say it. You can't judge this man. And if you go through this man's accomplishments, they are staggering. Remember, this man was the transition figure between the Nevi'im, the last Nevi'im like Malachi, and the Anshei Knesset Hagdola. This man led the people back to Yerushalayim when nobody wanted to go. This man built the walls. This man installed the system of Korbanos. This man fought the intermarriage, strengthened the Shabbos, strengthened the Masrim, strengthened the Mishmaros. You have no right. The man was a great, if not one of the greatest leaders. And yes, Chazal may have the right to criticize, but you don't. And in fact, we leave it as Nehemiah being one of the most outstanding and successful Jewish leaders in our history. And so in Mirz Hashem, we conclude Nehemiah. We will take a, a recess Monday, January 15th. But Tuesday, January 16th, in Mirz Hashem, we will be back starting Megillah's Esther. Just one word, why Megillah's Esther? You will recall that in Ezra and Nehemiah, there is a 17-year lapse between Koresh sending the money and the people to Yerushalayim. <coughs> Infiltrators stopped the work. He stops them from building the temple for 17 years, where it is resumed 17 years later by Jaryavesh. Those 17 years are the years of Ahasuerus, Esther, Mordechai, Haman, a story of great miracles disguised, not as miracles, but as the normal teva of things. And so it will fill in a very important gap and I think it not only it's interesting for a timely purpose, but I think it does fill that historical narrative that was missing. So Mir Hashem, Tuesday, January 16th, 8.45, be there. You will not want to miss it. Shabbat Shalom.